Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, good morning. Friday, 9th of December. One more week. Kempi, one more week. Morena to you. Morena, brother. Morena, good to have you back. Hope you're feeling well this morning. Boys in the kitchen are actually going all right this morning after the SENZ Christmas party last night. I left them in good fettle, but I have it on all accounts that they made it home to bed before 10 o'clock. So well done, boys. Oh, Mate, that's a great decision making from the young lads, eh? Well done, eh? How was the night anyway? It's good? It was good, mate. Yep. Had a little kick off here, eh, boys? And, uh, you know, three o'clock we had a couple of quiets and got the crew cranking and headed into town. It's always a good night when there's free jugs, is he? It's my, my favourite kind of night. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, young Joe beauty. was on the dance floor. He was he was banging out some moves, Joe, on the dance floor. Oh, hard oh. out. Well, Kempe, you left so early, I really had to bring the in- entertainment factor, you know? Like, <laughs> it, it died down, honestly, a bit after you left, so I had to I had to, I had to go to the bar, so crank up the tunes, uh, clear the dance floor, I'm, I'm heading in, and, uh, yeah, really brought up the party and then left promptly. <laughs> well done, Joey boy, bringing all the hype for Team SCNZ. Kempe, what? Look, talk to me. You love a little... Event or little get together, <laughs> little shoulder to shoulder situation. Like, talk to me. Why'd you go home early? Look, look, oh, well, it wasn't that early. Offer. It wasn't that. It wasn't that early. It was like you know, it was getting on. I'd done four or five hours with them, so um, oh, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't too. That's no, pretty late. To get in here in our morning breakfast situation, ain't you? When you go home at eight thirty, that's real late. Oh mate, that's yeah, right. Well, you gotta we, get up at four thirty. Oh, so oh, I'd been up. Yeah, that's right. Been up since the the crack of dawn, and, and uh, I was starting to feel tired. I actually, fell asleep on the couch when I got home, and um, yeah, it's just been a long year. It was good to actually have a catch up with SCNZ crew. I was walking out actually as Beaver walked in, but we don't get to sleep mm. in till twelve o'clock during the day, like <laughs> Be- Big Beaver does. So um, it, uh, it was it was a good night, mate. It was good actually seeing everyone. Sort of uh, just having fun and having a catch up and having a chat because we cross each other's paths during the day, um, and yeah, it was it was nice. It was mate, windy up here at the moment, windy mm. and rainy. Like even this morning, walked out. It's cold. I got my jacket on. Um, it's weird, really weird. The weather. I don't know what what it's like down there at the moment. Is it is it still cold? Nah, beautiful here today, Kempi. You know, you got a little bit of scattered cloud. But um, the sun is shining and she's pretty warm out there. So well, I think we're going to have a good day. Have a good day today. And it's only fitting I've got a couple of um, mates coming to stay because we've got 660 here tomorrow there, Kempi. Oh, uh, nice. Playing 
tomorrow. And I don't know if many of our listeners will understand. You'll probably know this too, Kippy. Like every year we have a, a Christmas party at my house. And, uh, you know, we invite about 20 people. And we, it started from something really small. And, and it was traditionally, it was me, Mandy, another lady, Pip. And then uh, one of my good friends that's passed away, Stu Bailey. And we were just a little neighbourhood down in Northwood. So we'd have it every, you know, once uh, towards in December, middle of December, we'd have this little dinner to get together. And then we'd shoot off because I went to Gizzy and Mandy went to Blenheim and everyone would disperse and to their own uh, parts of, of NZ. So it was a really final goodbye. As the years have gone by, this thing's got out of control. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's just got big. I can imagine at your place. <laughs> <laughs> and bigger, and bigger, and then we had more inv- invites, you know, going out to lads. So now, there was about, I don't know, it must be about 25 of us, and we just come here, and we do a big feed, Secret Santa, and then it just goes into a full send, full rave, <laughs> to about 3 in the morning. So, we, uh, after the big November, Daisy and myself decided we'll cancel it. So we'll cancel it, and uh, we're going to just uh, go out for tomorrow, have a nice lunch in town somewhere, and might kick on to 660 and, um, nice. and make a make a weekend of it. But, yeah, I'm not really not really feeling the big big crowd vibes at the moment. So I'll see. I'll try and m- might make a good decision like you, Kempe. Yeah. Might have to make a good decision like you. Mate, 660 is a big um, draw card, though. Good to, good to get along yeah. and listen to the boys. They've got a new, their new album out. I was actually listening to it. Driving around the other day, um, yeah, I I hear you, mate. Like it's been a long year, and and you're right, crowds. You know, you get that, you get get to that stage where sometimes it's just nice just to roll up and lie, lie on the couch for the afternoon. So um, it is that time of the year, though, is it? You know, you got so yeah. many people. They phone you, come on, mate, come down to the bar for a beer. <laughs> Catch up, you know, and you're like, oh, mate, how many more of these do I have to do? So um, there's a couple more on my cards between now and next uh, week before we leave to make sure I catch up mm. with a few boys too up here in Auckland. Um, but, yeah, mate, I'm looking forward to having a break. Dead set. Yeah, one more week, Kempi, one more week. And I know everyone out there will be feeling the heat too because everyone's work dues is, is, is happening today. I think there was about 400 yesterday because I got a message from one of my good friends and uh, she was bloody partying to all mornings, all hours of the morning. So uh, everyone's up and about. But we've got a big show today, Kempi. Uh Football Final 8 are confirmed as and can Morocco's dream run continue against my fancied Portugal? How good's that story? An English football writer will be hoping that the trophy's coming home. An English football writer, Ben Hunt, will join us after 7 o'clock to talk some Football World Cup. Plenty happening in the Football World Cup. Who are the favourites? Well, the biggest quarterfinal is France taking on England. That is going to be a, a physical, aggressive, just no love given whatsoever between those two teams. I'm going to watch that one with interest. Ben Hunt will join us to talk about, no doubt, England taking on France, but all of the quarterfinals. And then after that, racing weekend continues as Uncle Cinerama is raging hot favourite in the G2 Isuzu Stakes, a dollar ninety buck ninety. Double your money, if you will. Here we go. But today, we'll chat to Tarapa-based trainer David Green, who has a horse just amazed in the G3 Waikato Cup. And he'll join us at about 740s. And then yesterday, yesterday, we had a great chat with one of our great New Zealanders, 
It's been a great week, and it's awesome to be able to finish it with a bang. Former Phoenix and All Whites player, now co-founder of Giant Shoe Manufacturer All Birds, Tim Brown, will join us after 8 o'clock. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss that. Um, great to have a chat to him. And Kempe, you carried that... Uh, that interview very, very well, mate. It was a great chat. I'm looking forward to sharing it with everyone, mate. It's awesome after a big week, Kempe, to be able to reflect on just how good Kiwis are going at the moment and how much success we were able to have for a small old country like NZ. In it, in it, eh? And talking to, talking to Tim, mate, was one of my highlights of the year. Um just chewing the fat in and around. You know, here's a guy that's floated his company. It's worth five billion, not million. Um, and used to used to whack the ball around for the Phoenix and the All Whites in the 2010 World Cup. You know, scored that amazing goal. Uh, but yet, just scoring goals off the pitch with All Birds at the moment. And that chat, if you if you can get to listen to it, was fantastic. It was just a Kiwi boy. Oh, and what, one of the best comments was, I just can't wait to get home. I can't wait to get back yeah. to New Zealand, you know, spend some time with family, have a, have a couple of beers with my mates. And, um, yep, you're dead right about how well we're going. As I was talking to the boys this morning in the kitchen, uh, just about next week, making sure we reflect on the year. Because it's been a big year when you think about some of the interviews that we've had, especially... Um, we listened to Nick Kyrgios again this morning, me and Neeps, and, the, you know, we listen, <laughs> if you get a chance, actually have a... Put your ear and your like to them to the to the sound and have a listen to what Nick is actually saying. You will cry, mate. You will cry when you actually work out what he's what he's saying. He's, um, but just some of that that chatter that we've had during the year. You're dead right, and how well our plane. Um, Got to give a big shout out to Ruhi Dumont last night picking up all those awards oh, yeah. for New Zealand rugby. Wayne Smith, the woman's just absolutely wiped the floor with all the awards last night. Um, lots going on, you know. Mr. Judge, the big judge signing the biggest baseball contract in history. Um, you know, the uh, Brittany Griner getting released from the Russian prison. That was big mm. news overnight. You know, been locked away there uh, for quite a while. But finally, Joe Biden's got, got her out there and she's heading home. Um, and what about v- Van Gisbergen? You read that? Yeah. Van Gisbergen, yeah. he could, I tell you what, he could walk out onto the tarmac and say, I'm actually going to take this plane and we're going to fly it anywhere around the world, mate. <laughs> he can drive anything. <laughs> he, can drive, <laughs> he can jump behind the wheel of anything, that bloke, but he's he's, he's having a crack. Um, tonight in the Sprint Speedway, Sprint Car Champion down on the Mount. So he wants to get mm. in one of those, <laughs> one of the biggest prizes in the country, and he wants to get it there and win that. I just love that story. He's just like, get me, put me, put me behind. They've given him special dispensation so he can get in there. Unbelievable. Yeah, mate. Look, when you when you're good at something, and he's very good at driving, we know that. Doesn't matter what car it is or what uh, format. You know, he's very, very talented. He went and gave bloody rally driving a crack, and then went back and won the V8 Supercars in bloody Bathurst. How good is that? He's an absolute champion. But we'll just go back to these awards there, Kempi. We'll go through them, eh? Yeah. Uh, rugby dominated by the Black Ferns and women's rugby. And it's only feel after the unreal turnaround they've had in the last couple of months, led by the one and only Wayne Smith, Ruahey Damont, and they got a fair crack last night. But we'll start with the Ian Kirkpatrick medal. Sam Parks, East Coast rugby halfback. Heartland Plough of the Year, and only a couple of days he won King of the Ring in the lightweight division. 
So he is, he is an absolute beast, Sam Parks. And I'm going to say this. I went to school with him. I went to school with Parksy. His brother's Ben Parks, so he's a bit more my age. Sam Parks was a young fella, cheeky as anything. Of course. Used to tune him up at school. I'll tell you what, I won't even, I won't even, t- I won't even acknowledge him. I'll be that scared, mate. Have you seen him fight? Holy hecka. <laughs> That fella is a scrapper. <laughs> and I used to tune him up at school. I'll tell you what, I hope he doesn't remember. Because I'll be running away very fast. <laughs> so great to see Sammy Parks from the East Coast getting the, getting the recognition he deserves. Awesome, awesome. And then uh, men's coach, Razor Ray. Razor Ray got the uh, men's coach of the uh, men's New Zealand's coach of the year. So Razor Ray gets recognition there. Women's, you got Blair Baxter. For Matatu and uh, Women's Canterbury team, uh, they obviously took out that tournament. So Blair Blacks are getting awesome recognition there. Super Rugby Pacific Player of the Year, Will Jordan. No surprises there. Opiki Luca Jones, Chiefs Manawa Hoka. So great to see her getting recognition there. And then we'll continue on. Ruahe Damont, Tom French Memorial Māori Player of the Year. How good for her. Black Ferns Player, Ruahe Damont. Bang, bang, back-to-back. Back. All Blacks player there, Adi Savia. New Zealand coach of the year is Wayne Smith. National coach, um, international coach of the year, Wayne Smith. New Zealand team, Black Ferns, and the big one, the KR Tremaine player of the year, Ruahe Damont, uncle. Wow, we wow. a night to savour for our Black Ferns. Uh, it was, and I read that first thing this morning about the awards um, and had a little... You know, a little warm and fuzzy around Ruhe Demont. You know, her her Fano be so happy. Um, she's got a gun sister that plays football as well. You know, just that Fano and their journey that they have. It just takes you back. You know, we had this discussion yesterday about how many coaches have been actually sacked out just out from the World Cup. South Africa have done it a couple of times, of course. Um, but for us, the Ferns having having that change of coach would be about the same time, same amount of time, eleven months out from a World Cup. And going in and winning it, you know what I mean? Like going in yeah. after that tour up north and just setting the country alight. Um, on the back of it, you know, Dame Patsy Reddy is is the new chairwoman of the New Zealand Rugby Union, and put it put that into perspective, mate. It's honestly, if you said that in 1987 after the the All Blacks won the first World Cup here at, at Eden Park, you would go, you got you got no idea what you're talking about. And here we have it. Dame Patsy Reddy has stepped in um, to the seat in a time where women's rugby, especially, is going through the roof. So uh, great, great work to all of those recipients last night. It's good to see. Um, I think they got them all right. Is he? Like yeah, I would have yeah, picked. I would have picked. Yeah. I would have picked Wayne Smith. I definitely would have picked Razor. Um, Artie Severe lay down Bazier. And Ruhe Demont, who else were you going to give it to? Like picked up all those nah. awards at the world world champs. So, I think uh, you know, good work to the people that were the judges and that and handed out those awards. I think you got them all right. They nailed it. They absolutely nailed it, uh, Kempi. This was uh, a night to savour for our Black Ferns, which really leads me into nicely to this next question. Can't wait. Question of the day. Yes, I can't wait question of the day. Do you think the Black Ferns World Cup success has has, has had a positive impact on rugby in this country as a whole, 
not not just on the women's game. How do you see the Black Fern success? Double eight, double three on the Temper Pitbos text machine or oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven on the Kennard's higher phone lines. They are open. Do you think the Black Ferns World Cup success has has a has had a positive impact on rugby in this country as a whole? Not just the women's game. It's brought a bit of positivity back to our great game. Thank you, Black Ferns. <laughs> I was looking a little bit dire there for a while. But Very thank dodgy. <laughs> thank you. But hey, like Sir Khaleesi said, they still won everything they were entered in the All Dicks, so we yeah. can't be too harsh on them. Yeah. Can't be too harsh on them. But love to hear from you. We're going to shoot off and, and we'll come back and we'll react and read a couple of your messages. And we've even got a couple of phone calls. Love it. You're listening to Izzy and Kepi for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Can't Isn't wait. It? Question. Of the day. Do you think the Black Ferns World Cup success has had a positive impact on rugby in this country as a whole, not just on the women's game? And a couple of messages coming through. One from Chris. Time will tell. We'll find out next year. I think Super Rugby will flop. So he thinks Super Rugby, I'll picky, uh, uh, will flop. Will it have the so, uh, same success? Or do you think Super Rugby, the actual Super Rugby that's just been signed on for well, six or seven more years is going to flop. Chris, let us know. Double eight, double three. Morena boys from Joe. We will see the real impact of rugby season to see if participant numbers have increased, especially for our young girls. It's a great story and a great win, but let's have this conversation after the women's super rugby season to see if crowds turn up, etc. No matter what you say, gents, all blacks are our carrier of the game. But the ladies are coming from Joe. Pretty on the money there. Um, text message there, Kempi, from Joe. Yeah, look, I, I like that one because I actually think on a whole, we, we've said this before, that it's not just the girls' game that will grow. I think what the what the women's, the Black Ferns have been able to do, the, the, the World Cup, is invigorate everybody. Like parents, you got to think about it. Remember, your, your wife is sitting there watching telly and, go, and she's going, what a great game. What a great game that was, you know. They're normally they're in the kitchen having a glass of wine with their mate talking and, you know, knitting and, I don't know, horse riding and stuff like that. So I think what it's done is that it's invigorated the whole country and whether you have young boys and young girls, uh, Joe, we will say, see participation numbers in rugby union go through the roof. No no doubt. Yeah. And what a great time to have it too. You go Christmas, straight back into registrations. Yeah, no, I agree. Because women's rugby was already flying there, Kempi. Like the participation for women's rugby in New Zealand was already through the roof. It was actually the men's side of the draw that is dropping away with all these access to different sports and the Kiwis that are flying the flag that are doing so well is giving these young kids, particularly males, an opportunity to go ply their, their trade in other um, disciplines. So, look, I don't yeah, I can... I think this Super Rugby old picky... It's, it, New Zealand rugby really need to do something special to draw the um, the crowds in. You know, create an event. They even struggle to do it with Super Rugby in the men's side. So they need to do something to continue these this little situation, this little bit of hype that we've got going on at the moment for our wahine. Look, I'll be completely honest. I was totally thinking, oh, mate, oh, I can't watch this. You know, this the skills are totally left field. They just can't they physically get not up for it. But I had to eat my hat times 300 after that World Cup because I thought that was fantastic viewing. And just, yeah, 
different, a totally different trail of the structure and all that little game pattern, 4-3-3-1 situation out the door, just throw it around, don't kick it, run it, and as a rugby fan, oh, I absolutely loved it, so keep those messages coming through, here's one before we get off, morning boys, definitely the ladies are fresh of fresh air, let's hope it runs off on the men, I listened to Smithy interview, he just leaves the door open, but not as full-time coach, maybe as an advisor, exactly what ABs need, have a great break, thanks for the years, cheers Dave from Karaka, cheers Dave, Dave. you've been there from day one brother, we appreciate you, it has been a long year, but we love being in new sport for three hours every single morning. We'll shoot off. We've got a couple more messages there that we'll get to. And we also got some headlines with Joey Boy. Joey, Joey, Joey. He's up and about. So here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Building and shaping the future. Getting you ready for Saturday night, Daggy. <laughs> Getting me ready for Saturday night. Oh, I'm ready. Kempi's ready. Joey, what do you got? <laughs> you know, boys, there's a reason why Nick's paneling today. I, I, you know, I went to a party of his a few weeks ago, and I realized he's a good mm. DJ, man. He knows what he's doing on the decks, <laughs> eh? He does, mate. How good. He's, he's very good on those buttons. He's good, mate. All right, so time. What have you got? You're good on the headlines, Joey, boy. <laughs> That's right. It's time for a Bunning Straight update. Helping business is our trade. Well, boys, the breakers lost last night at their top-of-the-table clash against the Sydney Kings at Spark yeah. Arena. They've now lost two on the bounce, which they haven't actually done up to this point, which really goes to show how far they've come since last year. So, look, it's not the end of the world, but it is a little disappointing because they did lose to the Kings uh, earlier this year as well at Spark Arena. So uh, they can't get quite get over that hurdle. But, hey, plenty of time to the playoffs, so hopefully they bounce back. Uh, and then other news, boys, Spain's coach Louis Enrique is gone skis after their surprise upset loss to Morocco. The 52-year-old took charge in 2018 and guided Spain to the Euro 2020 semi-finals, but uh, they lost to Spain. And apparently, his, his style of play was a little bit boring. A lot of people thought. Um, I thought they were great, honestly. Up to up until they lost against Morocco, I really thought well, they were one of the front runners. I was scared. I was really scared that they were going to play <laughs> Brazil in the quarters and beat them. Never had me shaking in my boots, but it wasn't to be. You're shaking How's them last Niv? night. How's Nev? Nev's great. How's Nev? You've been winding them up. Oh, uh, yeah, I have. I have you know, you know what? Niv is actually my favourite person in the world, so I did not. But um, uh, I feel bad for him, actually. I, wa- I want to give him Brazil, to be honest. Anyways, uh, Don't feel bad. Don't uh, feel bad, bro. Rub it in. Uh, actually, uh, uh, boys, uh, so uh, you know how I'm probably going to win uh, the whole thing, the sweepstakes, the office sweepstakes, because I've got Brazil? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh. Look at you. No, but we, yeah, well, we all know. We all know. Well, I was thinking, look, nobody is going to uh, pay me. Like, I know that because it's the week of Christmas. Like, <laughs> you know, nobody will be checking their emails. So what I thought I'd do is that um, Christmas is a time of year for giving, right? Like and there are a lot of families who are struggling right now and stuff. So I was thinking, uh, I I would get Erin to donate to a charity like of my choice if I won, you know. And I fi- are you sure? Yeah, he can do that. Oh yeah, if I win, totally. Yeah, I don't need the Joey. money. Yeah, very good, Joe. Yeah. Joey. So are you sure? Oh, That's absolutely. Yeah. You are. Oh no, I totally That's will. Me, yeah. Bro. No. Well, I, and hopefully it encourages people to well, actually send some money. The, well, I hope you win. <laughs> Thank you. Know you, what? Yeah. you know what? I'll donate 10 bucks to the charity if you win. I'll give you 10 bucks. There you go. So you oh. get 10 back because you're an absolute legend for doing that, Good mate. Because you did right. It's that time of the year where it's tough out there and people struggle. And, um, yeah, so it's good work, man. 
Awesome. Uh, thanks, Sorry, Joey. Uh, that's a bun- your Bunnings Trade update. We're, uh, Bunnings Trade, we're here to make your job easier because helping business is our trade. Well, yeah, I mean, boys, I was thinking, we have also done a lot of, um, around charity this year, obviously with GRNZ and HRNZ. And um, I was actually thinking, like, I personally haven't donated a lot to charity despite everything we've talked about. And um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, like, I, I think it, given the climate that we're in, it's really, really important. So, um, yeah. And, I'll, and you've I'll always inspired you inspired me. I'll run yeah. the cutter for you. Bounce the, I'll bounce the payments, all right? So you send the email. I'll send the follow-up. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Kimpy. Kimpy no, will run around no and get it sorted. No worries. You hope you win now. I hope you win now, <laughs> Joey. Exactly Please right. win. <laughs> hey, I've just got to clear something up in the break. i just got a text coming in from the from the – from the uh, my partner, <laughs> when was the last time yeah. you saw me knitting? She give, she's given it to me, cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, darling, I didn't mean that. It was just sort of in context. You know what I mean? You don't knit, all right? <laughs> Kimpy, can't be trying. Get Jay under the bus like that, mate. It's Christmas, mate. <laughs> hey, just on that, Kimpy. Just on that. Look, I. My wife, she's been hounding me all year. She has been absolutely hounding me. Clean out your drawers. Clean out this. You wear one T-shirt a week. Like You wear the same three T-shirts. You rotate them, and you've got 300 underneath it. And I was like, okay, darling. So I went and cleaned out my drawers, and I've got three big rubbish bags of clothes, pants, shirts. Yeah. Hoodies, everything like stuff I've worn once, stuff that's all still in the plastic, yeah. you know, like I know. that I that I put in these rubbish bags. So I want to, um, I don't want to go to an organisation and and give. I actually want to donate them to a big family and Why? um and give them away. So I'm just struggling to find that family. So if anyone's out there and and they're in Christchurch, it's got to be down here, and you know someone that's um you know would really enjoy some some new gears or some clothes that will go a long way, uh, uh, let us know. And if you know anyone, Kimpy, let us know. I will, um, I will do. Well, it's three a, big rubbish bags here. It's an annual, it's an annual um, occurrence in my place too, Izzy. Um, mm. and, the, and the wife said the same thing. You know, I don't know anyone that wears something once and gives it away. And uh, yeah. I do the same thing. I got I got a bag load. I take it down home, and I just I actually just give it to my family. They love it, mate. It's like yeah. Christmas, you know. So um, don't worry. That's a great thing to do. Is he three bags? There you go. Double eight, double three. If you've got a whānau down there in Otatahi, just send us in a text message, and we'll get them that gear because it, it is is I guarantee you I do it every year when they get it, mm. mate. They you just it lights up their face, mate. You know what we thought oh, was man. just a just a t shirt. Uh, you said next minute. You see, walking around New Plymouth and Taranaki, Waitara, you go, oh, oh there's my top. <laughs> there's heaps of things in there. I, yeah, I couldn't believe. And now my, my jaws are still, like, full, but, like, just not crammed in, like, with everything. So it was good to let it I was actually keen. If, if no one comes through, I'm just going to um, drive around. I'm just going to jump in the truck and drive around. And then um, if I see, you know, a big family or if I see don't someone. Worry. Hey, Bo, don't worry. You won't, need to drive, you won't need to drive around. If we don't get anyone today, I'll give you a name. Don't worry about that. You'll yeah. be sweet. Easy. 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 It's that time of the year. Take a, take a knee, Joey boy, the man from Mark the Hulk. And uh, there's a message coming through from Kenny. Dagger, you firing up the barbecue this weekend. Weather is looking good for a hawker. Ooh, I probably will. I probably will, Kenny. Um, maybe fourth time lucky for a dry brisket, eh? We'll see. We'll see. I've got a few friends coming to stay. Um, this weekend, so we'll fire up the barbie and, and get things going. And then Chris is 
he was talking about men's super rugby. Women's rugby still has more growth. Yeah, he thinks super rugby and the men's is going to be a flop, Kempi. They've just signed that new deal. We'll come back and we'll get your answer to that because we've got Quizzy Dag. 0800-150-811 to take on the Quizmaster. I'm here. I'm waiting. It is Friday, and you know on a Friday, Daggy in a good mood. So, hey, come on over. Take on the Quizmaster, Izzy. 0800 150 Give us a call. Back soon. It's Quizzy Dag on SCNZ Wood. It's Quizzy Dag on SCNZ Wood. And I love that tune because it reminds me it's Friday, yeah. Ooh, how good. And quizzy dag time. Remember, Connor, the other day I said if you call any time, 0800-150-811, you'll slip straight to the top, mate. You'll go straight to the top. So, Connor, if you're out there, give us a call. Here we go. Oh, let me guess. Lemmy, morning. Oh, morning now, Kimpy, as well. Morning now, <laughs> Finally, morning, finally, morning. finally, brother. Finally, you put a on, bro. Nothing, nothing. Because what does he oh. you were a good singer. Did, did you not like my one there, Lemmy? Come on, brother. Oh, give us a little, no, give us a G. Let me go. Give us a G. <laughs> Uh, sorry, brother, I've got to admit that you're a better singer than me. Okay? <laughs> it's all about effort and participation, brother. I'm uh, sure after a I couple of coldies, you have a good voice. Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't worry about the baby. I just want to be cheeky. I enjoy it, mate. I do it. Tongue in cheek. Absolutely love it. Enjoy your enjoy your call every morning, Lemmy. Here we go, mate. Good luck. Question number one. The richest contract in MLB history for a non-pitcher was signed yesterday for five hundred and sixty-five oh. million New Zealand dollars. Which player received this? Well, wouldn't never sleep, but I was a busy sleep. Um Can I have a clue, please, Kippy? Yes, yes, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Your Honor. Oh. Oh. Oh, uh, just your honour. Oh, nah, sorry. I just call him Mr. Daggy. <laughs> 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 I wish. I wish, Lemmy. I wish. But not me. You're all right, mate. Have a good day, brother. Simon from Auckland. Morning. Morning. How you going? Simon good, thanks, Simon. Richest goes. contract in MLB history for a non-pitcher was signed yesterday. 565 million. 360 million US. Which player received this? Yes, Your Honour. Was it Aaron Judge? Yes, Aaron Your Honour. Aaron Judgey <laughs> is correct. 0800-150-811. Take on the quiz master. The phone lines are still open. Connor. 
Come on. Which weight division does Kiwi boxer David Nika fight in? Um, Three. Two. Um, sure. One. Um, heavyweight? Not sure. You want a clue? Heavyweight. Heavyweight is incorrect. Sorry, Sai. Have a good day, brother. Zaid. Morning, Zaid. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Um, is it cruiserweight? It is cruiserweight. That is correct. Question number three. The breakers went down. 81-88 last night in the NBA. Who did they lose to? The Sydney, Sydney, it's on the table, Sydney Kings and Xavier Sydney, Cook. Yeah, Xavier Cook them. Sydney Kings, how good. Question number four. Which team are currently TAB favourites to win the FIFA World Cup? Jeez, these are hard. Brazil. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> yeah, even, Brazil. Even I get these ones today, Joe. Brazil. In a, in a kinder surprise. Here we go. Question number five to go. Bring it all home. UFC Golden Boy Paddy the Baddie Pimblet is fighting this weekend on UFC 282. Which English city is Paddy from? He's from oh. Liverpool, mates. We don't get no scousers. Well, there you go. You can put your money on it, mate. You won a $50 TAB bonus bet. There you go, Zadie. Well done. Yes, welcome back, Quizzy Dag. Taken out by young Zade. And well done, Zade. It's been a while since you won one. Every single day, 6.40 a.m., Quizzy Dag. Connor, if you're out there, that was your chance. I would have chucked you straight to the top. Yep, that is right. But, hey, got a message here, Kempi, and I love me barbecues. We're going to get off and uh, come back and rip into a big hour. We've got a couple of big guests coming up. We've got Ben Hunt going to talk some football. We've got Tim Brown after 8 o'clock. We'll play that for you. But it's barbecue season. This weekend, you'll have a barbecue at your house. What's going to go on, mate? What should you cook? Last week I butchered a, a brisket. This week mm. I want to try something else. What do you reckon? Oh, why don't you try? I don't know if you've tried fish before, but why don't you just try a piece of salmon? Mm. Barbecue yourself salmon? a nice little piece of salmon, mate. Nice and slowly. Put it in your little slow cooker. How long, cooker. How long oh, does mate, that take? Won't, won't take, take? won't take long at all. You yeah. just need to smoke it. See, I only have one beer in that time. I oh. want to be, you know, like. You want oh, 10 hours at least. You want to be 10 beers six, deep. 8 to 10, <laughs> you know, like I'm thinking. Barbecue, get, long, get smoke. Get yourself a leg of land, nice mate. Piece of, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm thinking some ribs. I'm thinking some oh, ribs. Oh, I hear you're the man. So, I hear you're the man. Yeah, look, I I, I, got, I know what ribs you're talking about, but you can't really, they're pre-cooked. So they, uh, I want some ribs that are easily, that I want to hang you know, the St. Louis or, or just a barbecue rib, but I'm keen as to do something. Let us know, double eight, double three. What should I do on the barbecue? And if you can, send me a link to follow some instructions because I need all the help I can get. I had a link on the weekend. Joey from Gizzy sent me a link to do the brisket. Well, I rubbered it. <laughs> Absolutely rubbered it. But hey, lucky my wife made up a it's mushroom a dead rubber, sauce. Was it? Yeah, it was dead rubber, mate. It was absolutely dead rubber. But, hey, I gave it a crack. I want to try something else. Let us know. Double eight, double three. Coming up, football with Ben Hunt.
English football and it's coming home. Here's Aroha with the news for Kibara. Together, shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Friday, 9th of December. Campy is a for Brecky on SCNZ. It's just after 7 o'clock. Yes, Friday, that means only one more week before Izzy Kempe go off for a wee break. It has been a big year, a long year. And if you've missed anything or you want to have a wee catch-up, we have had some awesome guests on this year, and I've really enjoyed it, absolutely enjoyed it. And uh, if you've missed any of those, head over to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast on the SCNZ app or wherever you get your podcasts and have a wee listen. Um... We've had a good week this week in particular. Gordon Titchens earlier on in the week uh, giving us a little inkling of what a young daggy was like running around in 2007. A couple of stories to boot and they also spoke about where the game is at the moment. So, so good. Double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. There are some good messages coming through and Kenny's coming out to Hawkeways with the family to have a swim and a barbecue and have a couple of cold ones and a wee punt. That sounds like a family weekend to me, Kenny. How good. But, Kempe, we're going to talk some football. Yeah, that's right. It's no secret that Kiwi football fans have a soft spot for the English, is he, who have endured decades of disappointment. Yeah, I've seen a couple of those live, actually, up there in 1998 was one of them, the Euros. Since last winning the World Cup way back in 66, this new generation of superstars will have their chance to right the wrongs of past England sides. When they take on the French this weekend, how good in the quarterfinals. So can they do it? Let's hope they can. Well, football journalist Ben Hunt will have a better idea than we do. He's up there in the UK and he's been kind enough to join us this morning, his evening. Good evening, Ben. How are you? Morning, guys. Yeah, from a cold, cold, cold UK. It's uh, <laughs> minus minus one degrees here. It's a, it's a nippy one at the moment. So oh. uh, all those talk about beers on a the beach, they sound ideal at the moment, to be honest. <laughs> Another white Christmas coming your way, Ben. I remember those um, had plenty of them up there. Um, but let's talk about this French game, mate. You ex- are you excited cool. about Saturday or are you dreading it? Which one are you? Which, <laughs> which fence are you sitting on? <laughs> I'm excited. Um, I'm super positive. Um, I always get this way when World Cups come around. It is slightly different this time, obviously, with the World Cup being in the winter. Our winter time is, you know, it's weird, you know, that you haven't got the same sort of packed out pub atmosphere. So a lot more people are watching it from homes. But of course, you know, there's still that um, that feel good factor. You go in all the shops and you see all the all the flags and everything and all, all the kids in schools are getting all rather excited about it. And, you know, I think we've got good reason to believe that, you know, that there is a chance of, of us winning this competition. Um, I think going into it, England were out of form, but they seem to have, have, mm. have got, you know, got off to a good start. And there does seem to be a belief and a confidence within the within the camp. But, uh, you know, that's only taken us so far. Let's see how we do at the weekend. Yeah, look, you get a sense that they are confident. What, what is the sudden turnaround with, with the English side? Like, you think back to the semi-finals back in 2018 when they made it. Do you think this yeah. side yeah. that England's got at the moment is a whole lot better? Yeah, I do. I think that there's big, uh, they're playing with a freedom, which I haven't seen an England team do before. Um, and there's a, a collective um, spirit amongst the players. They're, they're very young. You know, this is a very young England team. Um, and the players that they, you know, that Gareth Southgate has picked has been a, a blend of youth and experience. And I think it's actually worked out quite quite beautifully. You know, the, the, the seasoned pros are there doing good enough job, but you're, you're seeing the young players come through and they offer an excitement 
And I think that's really what's encapsulated the, the you know, the spirit and the, the passion for it behind, um, you know, certainly from a UK or English perspective, you know, that you're seeing these young players come through and it's lifted the nation into a sense of, yes, we can actually do it this year. And I know we say that every year, you know, we've had golden generations <laughs> when you've had like Lampards and Gerrards and, you know, really good individual players. But this is a collective group of, of young, nice. ambitious, hungry players who don't have fear. And that's the best thing about it. They haven't been watching uh, the English cricket side, have they? <laughs> I know, it's unreal, isn't it? We're, do, we, we're doing okay everywhere at the moment. That time we took up some winter sports, perhaps. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going good. But uh, let's not talk about the rugby. Let's not go down there. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll stay away from this. Don't worry. Here, you'll have a Kiwi coach in that soon too, Ben. So uh, you'll be you'll be right. <laughs> we'll, sort, we'll sort that out for you as well. <laughs> hey, but, but talking about the strength and the quickness of, of the English side up front, you you like the way that they yeah. look. What about at the back? Do you think they can stop a Marpe? That, that's that's my, my biggest concern, uh, fragility at the back. It is kind of an ageing back four and there's no pace there whatsoever, which is, that's the frightening aspect. And I think that for me, the big emphasis is going to be on Declan Rice, who's the holding midfielder. And I think he's going to have his work cut out. Um, you know, Mbappe is just one of a many, you know, a, a, a great attacking lineup for the French. So that is my concern. Um, I'm not overly enamoured by Pickford in goal. Um, so we're, we're talking about our back five now. Um, and I'm just hoping that, that by miracle we seem to get through it without conceding a goal because I think if we do go a go down, um, then that's when the problem may may start. And of course, if that happens, then the confidence in those those younger players will, will quickly edge away, you know. And I think we need to yeah, got... sort of stay nil nil for as long as we can. You look after Mbappe, then you got Giroud, who's um, heading towards the most goals for France. You got Griezmann, yeah. so you shut down one, it creates opportunities for other others. Like who yeah. really needs to stand up for the English? Well, you got one player, Mbappe, but there's the three others out there that are capable of causing havoc as well. This this is true, but then I, I would argue that you know the Premier League is a very strong league, and I think that you know okay, oh, yeah. Harry Maguire come into this um, into this championship with question marks about his ability, but you know he's played phenomenally well in those those previous games, and of course you've got the experience of dealing with mm. top class players week in week out, and this isn't to say that the French league isn't good because it is a good quality league but it's not as yep. good as the Premier League in my opinion and I think that's where you've got the confidence in that back five to operate as a decent back five and hopefully experience will win over because um, as I say when it comes down to pace I think they're going to lose out. I, I asked a question earlier on in the week Ben about the EPL as as uh, compared to the Bundesliga and the, the Serie A yeah. and the Spanish comp. Is this a real standout um, as far as England getting this far, the French using EPL players, that the EPL is the premier competition up there uh, in the Northern Hemisphere? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I think that, you know, we see, you know, for, for me, a good mark is where the, the talent goes. And I think that the, the, the talent at the moment is in the, the English Premier League. I think, you know, a few years ago, and I'm, I'm, well, let's go back 20 years, and you saw a big drain of talent going to Italy, and then that talent went to Spain. I think at the moment, all the young, good players are, are heading in the, in the Premier League's direction. You only need to look at Man City's squad um, for proof of that, you know. 
you know, Haaland had a, a pick of the whole world wherever he wanted to go. And of course, he picked Manchester City. Um, and, and that, for me, says a lot about the state of the Premier League at the moment. It's in a healthy situation with TV contracts and lucrative uh, sponsorship deals. But of course, it's also attracting the best players because, in my opinion, it is the best league in the world. That is flying at the moment. You've seen the sale of Chelsea, now potential sale of Manchester United. Haven't heard much out of that little uh, ring at the moment. We'll have to get a wee update. But we'll talk about talk to me about will will Raheem Sterling likely be available to play this weekend? Yeah. And if he is, would you put him in the starting eleven? What's the latest there, mate? Yeah, he is back in contention. He has flown back out, and I'm sure people know. Yep. But you know, just to bring him up to speed. It's, uh, he, his house got burgled while he was away on international duty. Unfortunately, we, we do see this sometimes. You know, mm. with players going away, it's quite obvious where they are, and you know that they, they, yeah. they're a target for organised um, gangs. So um, you know, he was targeted. Uh, he was, um, you know. Missed him. He did miss a game, but he is back and he is in the squad. He's in contention. Would I pick him? Probably not to start, but he'd definitely be in the squad. I, I guess if they do get through this one, um, Ben, and then they get through either Port- Portugal or Morocco, they have got a dead set chance of winning it. Who would you Who would you rather face if you did get past the Morocco, who are on that unbelievable yeah. run at the moment, or Portugal, who put six past the Swiss? Oh, I think that's an easy one. I think we take the Moroccans. Um, I think you know there's so much there's so much history we've got with Portugal as well. You know, um, you know you need to remember that uh, Ronaldo. Do you remember he got uh, Rooney sent off and he did that little wink? And I think there's quite a lot of emotion in that oh. Portuguese camp at the moment. Not to not to mention the talent as well. So I think if we were going to pick, I mean, you would pick the Moroccans. I think. Moroccans, man, I can't believe that. Unbelievable story. They bet my, I've got a swear to sweepstakes here. They bet my Belgium, and I was like, who's this? But I'm quite happy they knocked out Spain. So they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. If you are to progress, or say yep. you're taking on France, and you're, to keep you sane, would you want to stay away from penalties? Um, yes, I think so. I've, I've seen too many penalty shootouts in my life. I've, I've got too much grey hair at the moment. I'm, I'll be a dead ringer for Father Christmas, I think. Um, yeah, we, we don't need penalties. I mean, this is the silly thing. I was listening to, um, you know, Spain went out on penalties and they'd practised over a thousand penalty kicks. I and then they, they, they all stood up and, and, and were terrible. That's why they so, had no energy you know, when really... they were kicking those balls. <laughs> they practised too hard. <laughs> so it's, it's a lottery. And I think that's the that's the worst thing that yeah. it can come down to. So um, I don't think it will get that far against France. There will be a goal in it. As I say, I just hope that it stays nil-nil for as long as possible and we, we pop up with a goal in the second half at some stage. Awesome, awesome. That's England, France. you got Morocco, Portugal we just touched on. Croatia, Brazil, Netherlands, Argentina. The other quarterfinals, how do you see them transpiring? Yeah, it's difficult to see past the Brazilians, isn't it? They seem to have a, a bit of a, a swagger in their step. They seem to be enjoying their football as well. So, you know, I think that that's, that's the obvious pick um, and, and seeing them through. Um, with regards to the other, I still think we've got some more shocks in this competition. You know, mm. we've, we've seen yeah. a few of them and I'd, I'd like to see some more. Um, it's been a, <laughs> been a good tournament for shocks, hasn't it, really? Um, I'm, just, I'm just hoping England aren't one of them. Yeah, no, they should. They should be. Oh, look, I hope they do get past France because 
uh, I have been up in England when they have been on a run, and it's a fantastic spot to be. So, you know, those pubs, even though it's winter and you're going to have a white, snowy Christmas, will be full. <laughs> hey, Ben, I just want to... Absolutely. Uh, it would be remiss of us not to ask, but the Cristiano Ronaldo sure. situation and with, yep. with what's going on with Portugal, how is that playing out in England um, currently through the through the media? What's what's the chatter yeah, up there? It's, it's, well, it's an interesting one because obviously he'd, you know, done the interview and and made it clear that he wanted to to go. Um, you know, it's quite a sad end to his career. But I think because the fact I think most United fans see him sort of a, you know, as a this is a second coming for Ronaldo and it's never going to be as good as the first. I think there's kind of almost a good mm. riddance to um, seeing him go. I don't think there'd be too many hardcore Man United fans upset by that. So I think it's yeah. a fresh start for United, and that they keep having these um, false, you know, new dawns, and, and and they definitely need something to to kickstart their success again. Because at the moment, you know, they're not enjoying the best of form, and I think that you need to get rid of all the bad apples and and start afresh. Mm. Um, so it's probably a good time to do it. January transfer window allow you, you know, to find a, a suitable replacement. And so let's see what happens with that. But, um, you know, I don't think too many people will be sorry to see him go, if I'm honest. Yeah, look, I'm a Cristiano Ronaldo fan. I, I don't want to, you know, what's unfolded lately and how it's kind of all, all played yeah. out. I'm not going to remember Ronaldo by that. I'm a Manchester no. United fan because of that young, curly head kid that <laughs> went there and did what he did. So he's inspired young kids around the world. So let's always... Remember that, Ben. Absolutely. Mate, we appreciate you coming a- on the show. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that the way that he was able to transfer to different leagues, you know, and, and, and yeah. adjust physically to the very different demands of different, and technically to different leagues, you know, no other player has been able to do that mm. with so much success. So, you know, it's not to, you know, pile on, but I think that it is time for him yeah. to move on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He's got to move on and go get paid just nicely. Hey, all good. <laughs> ben, Hunt. ben Hunt, we appreciate you coming on, mate, and talking football Cheers, with us. Guys. You're an absolute champion. Merry Christmas and a happy yeah, new year. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Take care, mate. Here he is, Ben Hunt, talking football. I hope it's coming home, Kempi. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Minus one. Mate, it is cold (laughs) up there. (laughs) Have I I told you that story? Just quickly, I'll tell you that story. I was up there for the Euros in 98. And, uh, mate, Mm. it was – so they played some of those games up in Leeds. And, uh, mate, you finish training, go straight to the pub. It's called the Streets of Leeds. And was just up the road from my house and pack it out. The boys were getting – the boys were at Streets of Leeds. (laughs) You get there at the 11 o'clock. All day with the English fans packed, singing, dancing, listening to the Euros. I get called in the training the next day. Muzz calls me, and I'm one of the senior players. He said, "Mate, you can't take Adrian Morley. Remember Adrian Morley played for City. Yeah. City. He was yeah. eighteen. He was under my he was under my wing. Mate, you can't take Moz with you to that bloody pub." And I said, "Mate, I'm not taking him anywhere." He said, "Look, I'm <laughs> telling you, Kimpy, Moz is not the guy to that pub with you. I know you guys are going to be watching the Euros." So I said, look, okay, I'll tell him. So I went went out, I grabbed Moz, I said, Moz, come here. So he came over to me, he's a young, a impressionable young fellow. He could, you know, we knew he was going to be a great player. <laughs> I said, listen, okay, I'm telling you right now, you're not coming with us to the pub after after training today. And he goes, oi up, Kimpe, like that. And I said, I told you, hey, mate. <laughs> anyway, he went, 
and just shook his head. Yep, no, yeah, I got. I was right. Let's go to training, mate. Finish training, have a shower. I walk into the streets of Leeds, and who be on the table, no shirt on, dancing? <laughs> Moz. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him. He looked at me. I said, "I told you, though, eh? I told you." <laughs> it's a great oh. time up there, mate. Kempi, Kempi, that's because you did a bit of a daggy, eh? You just gave him a little wink. You said, hey, just make sure you not, I don't see you. Wink, wink. It's a bit like a bit of a situation. I'm going to tell a fib and throw myself under the bus here. We were playing 10s in Brisbane, and there was a curfew. I said, boys, curfew. Bun, one o'clock, bang, bang. We're all out in town. It's 1.30, and they come up to me. What about the curfew? And I said, well, I just don't get caught, okay? And if you get caught, you didn't see me. Okay, sweet ass, get home. One of the boys gets caught, and I'm like, "Yeah, mug." And then Razor's like, "What happened?" I said, "I don't know, man. I was in bed. I told them one o'clock, go to bed." Daggy was out for three, but it's all about being discreet. The stealth lads don't get caught. Don't get caught. Don't go home and walk through the corridor and Razor opens his door. We right there, silly kid. Anyway, (laughs) don't follow Daggy's advice. The back fence with Tony Kemp. Yesterday I said that the appointment of Dame Patsy Reddy was the biggest decision made by a sporting body in recent New Zealand sporting history. So let's put that into perspective, okay? Women only gained the right to vote in this country in 1893. A dozen years later, in 1905, the All Blacks' first team kicked off with the introduction of the team dubbed the Originals. However, as the men's game prospered and became a world-renowned team promoting the All Black brand, Women's rugby in New Zealand didn't really kick in until the late 80s. In fact, it wasn't until 1989 that women's rugby started to get official recognition when local organisations of matches by provinces and clubs was the very beginning. Then on July the 22nd, 1989, that's right, 1989, New Zealand fielded the very first international women's rugby union team against the touring United States side, the Californian Grizzlies. They're talking about 1989-1990. So currently there are three women on the NZRU and two of those are chair and vice chair. This comes on the back of a New Zealand Black Ferns team winning the World Cup in stunning fashion here on home soil. So when I say this is one of the biggest decisions in sporting history, have a look at the meteoric rise of women in our national game. When the All Blacks lifted the World Cup in 1987 for the first time, Who could have believed it was within 35 years that women would lead our sport? Is the All Blacks really the iconic team of the decades? Well done, Patsy Reddy. Dame Patsy Reddy. You sure have made a hell of an entrance, and I believe you're going to make one hell of an impact. Off the back fence with Tony Kemp. This is the end. Boys club at the NZRU board. Stuart Mitchell, nine years in uh, on that board. Uh, he's obviously the, la- the latest chairman, a step down. And then obviously Dame Patsy really taking over, deputied by Farah Palmer and Bailey Mackey. Um, so, look, is this, yeah, this is starting to get a bit of change there, which we've always spoken about many a times, the old boys club that NZR and the decision-making that has gone on over the last couple of years. But my only question is, and I hope this isn't the case, Kempi, because you can get public pressure and pressure from Sport New Zealand with um, that fund that they missed out of because of the mm. percentage of women and, and via men 
on the board that this wasn't just a tick-the-box situation. I just hope we're not just, just ticking the box to keep people happy. We're making mm. these decisions and this decision is to put Patsy Reddy, Dame Patsy Reddy, in there with Farah Palmer and Bailey Mackey to help better New Zealand rugby, to make better decisions going forward, to put them in better stead uh, on a global stage. That's what I hope. This decision was made for the right reason and not just ticking that quota box of equality on the, uh, on the board. Yeah, look, I, and I totally agree with you. I think, um, you know, and Dame Patsy Reddy's, uh, I guess, in her corner that I'm batting that she actually has the governance experience and she understands yep. acquisitions and investments, which is what the All Blacks really need at the moment, having inherited that $300 oh, yeah. million. Dollars. So she has that experience on how to how to lead and govern. And, and yes, I agree with you that the Sport New Zealand model of, of uh, gender-based equality on, on boards... Mm is being pushed through at a great rate of knots, you know, and sometimes, and I've had this conversation a lot of times, that it's better to pick the best person, not the best gender, to get the job done. And I've seen that happen, happen yeah. and I've seen it happen on boards, a national sporting office, where, where women are just getting the jobs because they're women, you know, not because of their governance experience and, and, and not because they are capable of taking sporting organisations forward. So um, I, I agree with you. I, and in this case, I, I do think it's a shift away from the old boys club. I think that, mm. you know, old pals, stale, um, I guess, an analogy is shifting. And, mm. you know, I'm, I'm sort of putting my hat in her corner. I think that, you know, it's actually a Beautiful. really good decision. And I think that, you know, given probably her tenure in the first her first tenure um, sitting in that in that position, we're going to see some changes. And she's already spoken about So she's coming out in the first statement she made is about the provinces, it's about grassroots, it's about women's, women's sport. So she hasn't come yeah. out and, and gone straight to the all-black brand. You know, that's a given. So she's gone, yep. right, this is where we need to. And we all know that is, it's dying here in our country, our, our grassroots sport, and we need to really focus yep. on that. So well done to, to Dame Patsy Reddy for getting that position. I'm backing her. I'm, in, I'm sitting in her corner. Are you backing her? Dame Patsy Reddy taking over as chairwoman of New Zealand Rugby Union alongside Farah Palmer, Bailey Mackey. Short Mitchell has stepped down. What are your take? What's your thoughts? 0800 150 11 on the Kennard Tire phone line. Are you for it? Does this excite you? Are we suddenly going to see some positive change in the NZRU or are you a little bit apprehensive? We'd love to hear from you on the Kennard Tire phone line, 0800-150, or give us a text, double eight, double three on the Temper Bedpost text machine. Beautiful, Kempe. Really enjoyed that. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota building and shaping the future. Yes, Neeps. You want to hang out tonight, Neeps? You want to go? You've got me hyped, mate. Let's go to the pub. We'll go straight back to my place after this and jump on the decks, Joey. Let's do another Christmas party. Just you and me. How good? 100%. <laughs> hey, boys. Choices flooring bowl time. See your floor change in an instant with room view. Oh, wait, I've forgotten what the poll is. Ah, do you know what? I'll make it up. Um, <laughs> boys. <laughs> no, no, do you know what? It's, it's actually to do with it the Christmas... It must Christ- have a Santa in it. <laughs> no, it's to do with the Christmas party. That's right, that's right. So that's why I'm a bit out of it today. Um, it, our Christmas party last night, ECNZ1 went... Well, I didn't go off. We were home by 10 o'clock because, <laughs> yeah, we didn't... We were, we're good boys, unlike you and uh, Kempi, Izzy. But um, <laughs> my question to you, boys, is... Uh, and to everyone else, which team's Christmas party would you most like to attend? <laughs> would it be the Penrith Panthers, 
they had some fun celebrations after they won the NRL Premiership this year. Would it be the Black Ferns? I'm sure that would go off. The Crusaders, just throw Izzy Dag in there as well. Or <laughs> the Brazil football team when they win the World Cup. Uh, oh, easy. Because <laughs> they guaranteed, boys. <laughs> going to win. I'm going to Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Mate, I'm not going to cross you. I'm going to Rio. And, mate, imagine those wallets. Neymar, chances, bro. You yeah. got us. Yeah, get, the, get the gold card out. You'll shout. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm See on, that boat? I, hire it. <laughs> I'm on board with you, boys. I have your votes uh, on the um, SENZ app. Just go click on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast and have your vote. Choices Flooring, room view, making choice flooring easy. Visit choicingflooring.com.au to find out more. That's your poll, boys. Beautiful, mate. Love it. Absolutely love it. And Jamie Wall's come through. That's why I said, Jamie, is it tick the box? Or what do you think? And you've come through. How's ready a shift from stale to pale? She's a 100-year-old former Governor General. <laughs> About as establishment as it gets. Give us a call, Come Jamie on, Jamie. Wall. You're Get on, on the phone, today. mate. And, well, is Josh from Christchurch. A new caller has come through to chat. Dame Patsy Reddy. Morning, Josh. How you doing? Hey, Josh. You there? Yeah, yep, we got you, mate. You wanted to uh, react to Kempe's off-the-back fence, mate. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I think it's a great move from New Zealand rugby. It shows a, mm. a start of a, a bold way of thinking, and hopefully we get a bit of uh, bold thinking down the future. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's a, a change was needed, wasn't it, Josh? Like a change from, from nine years at the helm, being a part of it, and there was no real thoughts in innovating or, or thoughts of going forward. So they've made that change. So, look, time will tell whether Dame Patsy Reddy's decision to go in there and be chairwoman of NZR is the right one. But we've got to give her a chance, don't we, bud? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, give her the chance, and I'm sure that we'll see great things from her. Well, what's what's happening in your area, um, Josh, down in Christchurch, as far as the grassroots go? What what are you expecting um, as far as change comes from the New Zealand Rugby Union? Well, I come from a referee background at the moment, so I'm hoping that there's a bit of um, a bit of help with recruitment and trying to get more numbers. So, um, and definitely more females because they bring a, a different way of thinking about the game, eh? So. What what are the pathways like for a ref at the moment down here in Christchurch, mate? Do you do referee first grade? Um, I did a couple of first, uh, prem games last year, so I'm nice. hopefully on that track. But um, I think there's good pathways. The the union of like um, Canterbury definitely provides people that want to um, progress. I think they provide those opportunities. And I think sometimes it's just about having those resources to give the training and knowledge for people that want to do. Beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Love your call, Josh. Appreciate you tuning in and being brave and giving us a call. We want more callers, and you definitely made it. So thanks very much. Have a good day, bud. Cheers, mate. Thank you. There he is, Josh from Christchurch reacting. He's happy with Dame Patsy Reddy's appointment as chairwoman of the NZR. Are you? Couple of messages coming through. Jamie Wall's not. Uh, I don't think anything makes Jamie happy at the moment, but we'll see. Give us a call, Jamie. Brazil might. Um, if, he get, if he gets on the boat. <laughs> yeah. If he gets on the boat. Have we got another caller there, lads? Uh, no, we no, don't, mate. No, no. no.
Ah, okay, I just saw it ticking away there for a wee while. I was thinking, oh, man, we've, we've, we're in one here. But here's another message from Matt. Boys, the Dame's appointment makes me feel a bit icky that potentially better candidates may have been declined just because they have testicles. There is no doubt whatsoever that her appointment is because of her gender. When people take roles that they know is because of their gender, for me, brings into question their credibility. That is from Matt. And that was what I touched on earlier, Kem- mm. Kempi. Yeah. The decision, whether you're a boy, whether you're a male or female, it shouldn't matter. The right person deserves that opportunity. I hope, like how this wasn't the case, but there will be those questions that will be asked. Uh, and it is the case. Like, let's not beat around the bush here. You know what Matt's talking about is it, it is dead set the case. The the requirement from Sport New Zealand is forty percent of board members need to be female. It's they've made they've made it clear. They made yeah. it clear across every national sporting organisation in New Zealand. So, you know, um, if you have a look, you've got a female CEO for Sport New Zealand, um, hiring females on a regular basis. You've got females going onto boards all the time. Um, and I was trying to put it into perspective that it wasn't until the late 1800s that women actually had a, had a voice in this country. So um, mm. you are going to have a lot of males disappointed at this. And, you know, a, a real easy way to, to explain this is personally what I think is the best person should get the job, doesn't matter what gender. And you're yeah. actually brushing over a lot of other issues if you're going to talk governance and open open up the, the can of worms because um, there's also the treaty, which they don't speak about, and the recognition of the treaty and having a member sit on your board because of that, which they don't talk about that. They put this actually in front of that, which I disagree yeah. with. So um, everyone's going to have their opinions on it. My opinions with it, though, is that if you are going to put gender first, Izzy, then have the yeah. credibility to back that up. Because if you look at yep. the women that are going onto boards, there isn't the credibility along a lot of them. But if you have a look at Dame Patsy Reddy's resume, she actually has the credibility to to, to yep. be able to do the job. And I think that that's gives you some hope that they're getting it right. Well, there's change. And we've been asking for change and, and there's been things that have gone on in the background for a while now that you're just a bit like, well, what the hell's going on? So we've got change. You agree or disagree? We'd love to hear from you. The phone lines are always open. Ken Artai phone line 0800 811 or double eight double three on the Timber Bed Post text machine. Be like Jamie Wall. Be like Roy. Be like Kenny. Be like Mark. Be like Matt. And let us know. We love hearing from you. We'll park that for now. We're going to go away. We'll come back because we've got David Green. And David Green's got a big meeting. He's a Tarapa-based trainer, and there's a big meeting there tomorrow. And there's one horse there that I know my co-host is really, really excited about. Back with David Green soon. Yes, welcome back. We're 14 away from 8. Izzy and Kempe ready to rip in the next couple of hours. We're going to talk some racing. Nathan Hartley from Sky City Hamilton said it best yesterday. The Waikato Cup is the best day of the year down in the 07 with hundreds of people getting amongst the fun at Tarapa. David Green is a local trainer in that neck of the woods and has experienced plenty of success on his home track. His gelding, Just the Maze, won the Waikato Cup back in 2019 and will look to do the same again when he lines up tomorrow on what will hopefully be our dry track. David's on the line with us this morning ahead of the big day. Morning, David. What's conditions like? Morning, boys. It's uh, it's dry this morning, but there's there's a few dark clouds hanging around, so hopefully this wind's going to blow it away. 
Yeah, hopefully the tracks can get to pristine condition. I know Kempi's thinking that, mate, but how excited are you to see a full crowd at Tarapa tomorrow? Yeah, no, we're, we're, we're pretty pumped up for this day. It's, all, it's always a bit of an institution here in Hamilton. Um, <laughs> they, a, lot, a, lot of, a lot of mates always come uh, who have moved away from town sort of come back from the day and get to catch up with a lot of people. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big one. Mate, how's it um, how's it all looking for you down there, mate? Your memories of 2019, take us through that. Yeah, that, that was a um, yeah, it was a pretty pretty special day. Um, it's obviously um, you know a horse, a bit of a uh, an old war horse these days. Uh, but you know he's been in the stable for a long time. Uh, he's owned uh, by my parents and a couple of other very close family friends. Nice. And um, yeah, yeah, to, to win the to win the Waikato Cup, um, you know, on a, a day that you know we've been coming to since, since kids with so many friends, and and that on the course was definitely sort of one of the one of the highlights of of my career. Hey, how are you feeling? How are you feeling about Justin Mays's chances? Drawn, uh, you know, on the, oh, it's number one, it's top weight, and then um, mate, chances. Yeah, I mean, oh, he, he's a quality star. Um, he's had a little bit of an yeah. uh, unusual prep going into the race, to be fair, and he's probably mm. lugging a, a few more kegs than um, he has previously in the race. Uh, but, yep. you know, if, if we get a dry track and um, um, we get the right trip, then there's no reason reason he can't be competitive. And uh, Opie Bossom seems to, uh, to give you a couple, a couple of links any time you can uh, get him Come on, on, Opie. on your horse as well. So <laughs> that's the way. So, um, <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, he gives, gives himself a starter's chance anyway. He does. You got the best. Yeah. You got the best man on top. What he got? Um, aromatic charm star. And of course, you got Baz's horse there. Self obsession running as well. Is that the main threat? Yeah, I think it's like he's. <laughs> The horse is probably drawn slightly awkwardly uh, for its racing pattern, uh, but I think um, there's a couple in there who, who might sort of stretch that field out a little bit. So I, I think every, everyone's probably going to get their get their chance um, on Saturday. Uh, but you know, self obsession look, looks a, a fair favourite in the field. I think. Have you got anything else running around that's worth having a look at, um, mate, down there? Yeah, I've got I've got a horse in the in, in race seven. Um, you'll do. Um, and the 65, 2200 metres, um, he's a horse that we've got a got a pretty high opinion of, and um, he's he's a real out and out stayer. Um, he's still kind of learning his craft at the moment, uh, but I think he's he's paying around the five or six dollar mark, and I, I, I think that's still pretty pretty good value. Um, he'd be one I'd, I'd be saying he'd be worth having a few dollars on. There you go. There you go. We always ask all of our trainers <laughs> uh, to give us a lead into one, Dave, and you've done that. Hey, what's it been like, mate? You're, you're a young trainer. Um, there's some big changes happening in the industry, isn't there? How, how are you feeling the, the game's looking going forward? Well, it's nice to be called young. Uh, I might have been young 10 years ago, but um, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Don't let the old man in, I'm telling you. He's knocking. Don't let my, him in. My, my four kids remind me uh, how old I am every day. So, uh, um, yeah, I, I think um, like I'm quite positive on the outlook for racing going forward. Obviously, we we all know that there's mm. there's some challenges there that we we like to um, you know complain about all the time, but that they seem to sort of stay steady. But I think what's happening with the the Auckland race 
club and some of the changes that we might see in the next year or two once Ellerslie kicks back off the Strathair track and some increased stakes money and stuff up there. I, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Um, and if we can bridge, bridge the gaps there, um, then let's hope that um, you know there's a positive future on the outlook for everyone. Well, let's hope you take another trip down uh, memory lane tomorrow, David, with Just Amaze and the big race, the Waikato Cup, mate. All the best. Thanks a lot for joining yeah. us on SENZ this morning. And go well, mate. I hope, it, uh, hope Opie gets the, uh, gets the job done for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah good luck. Boys, thank you. There we have it. Dave Green. Uh, he's got a big runner tomorrow. Top weight, dead right, is he? Just Amaze. Uh, mm. You never know. Been there, done that. Might get that sniff, you know. Mm. He walks out. Smells that grass and goes, yep, I know what that feels like. I actually got a big dinner when last time I was here in this race. I'm going to get out there and Ooh. put my best foot forward. And they, they remember, mate. I'm telling you, they walk out and they they yep. absolutely remember having Opie on top. Mm. I know I know, I know. Baz's one self-obsession is drawn a little bit wide in 14, I think it is. But, mate, I wouldn't be – I wouldn't be – I know he's carrying a bit of weight, but I wouldn't be throwing just a maze out. Ah, no, no, mate, you. Look, if I was a punting man, well, I'm not at the moment. <laughs> so, you'll do, you'll do in race seven. Cinerama, just quickly, give me it in 10 seconds. What's the message to Grilsey? Cinerama. Oh, well, from the last race, just give her some space, mate, and bring her bring her around. Don't take her up on the inside and get her locked in. Let her stretch out as she does coming late, and she'll sweep over the top of them. The transition from professional athlete to the next phase of your life is an interesting one. I can... Uh, Read to that one, and one that takes everybody that goes through it on a unique journey, finding something that you're passionate about that also scratches the itch left by pro sport isn't necessarily straightforward, but when it works, it works. In recent times, there's been too many more high-profile athletes after sport that of former all-white Tim Brown. You may have heard of a humble, ultra-sustainable shoe company called Allbirds. Well, Tim is the co-founder and co-CEO of the company, which last year, when publicly listed, was valued at more than five billion big ones. So from captaining his country's football side to captaining a global business at the cutting edge of technology, sustainability and fashion, it's been some journey for the good Kiwi, Tim Brown, and he's been good enough to give us some time this morning. How are you doing, Tim? Good, man. I'm better for that introduction. Uh, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Hey, Tim, can you can you believe how it's all panned out? You know, we're always told to dream big and to aspire to our goals, but as a Kiwi lad who ran around in the backyard, did you ever think, you know, that you'd have this much impact on a couple of ideas and industries? Oh, yeah, it's a really interesting question. And, and the short answer is sort of no, you know, no. no. Um, I mean, this started as a as a as a... Uh, a, a curiosity idea when uh, uh, born from my apartment in Cuba Street in Wellington when I was playing for the Phoenix a, a number of years ago. So I'd be lying, uh, you know, if, if, if I said I imagined all of this. But that being said, you know, when I started it uh, and as I, I worked on this for a number of years and imagined a shoe made of wool and, you know, it's a funny it's a funny thing. You, you gain a confidence and, and ambition and and those, those dreams kind of come along along the way and you start to ask questions like kind of why not and no one else is really doing it well so uh and 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 so I, i'd be lying if i didn't didn't have ambition too from the beginning of when, when i started it as well and maybe uh both of those two things can coexist 
Yeah, you're dead right, isn't it? Like the ambition is massive, you know, as a pro footballer. Um, did you actually know that there was more after football? Oh, yeah. I, I actually, yeah, I almost think the other way around. Like, I, so I went to university in America on a soccer scholarship when I was 18. I, I left home and, and, um, and, and really kind of fell in love with design and what I was studying. And the sport was sort of something that was sort of around something that I'd done um, that I, that I love, but was, was, was always trying to have to work really, really hard to make, make that happen. Um, so in many ways it was, the football was a little bit accidental and I always wanted to kind of come back to the design and the, the sport obviously ended up going on for about a decade. And then we had a great run with the all whites and the world cup and, uh, and then walked away and came back to something that I, I kind of always knew I was going to do. So I was quite lucky in that regard. Like I'd find, I'd found design, um, and, and, you know, quite early on is sort of something that I felt like I really wanted to work on. Mm. And, and talking about those football experiences, especially the adversity, do you call on, you know, like um, experience, especially in the adverse uh, situations when you when you're running your business and you get into those tough times. Oh, 100 percent. You know, as um, as my co-founder likes to to point out to me, though, I've got no choice because I've never had any other job. So um, <laughs> I have to take this, I have to take the lessons from sport. You know, but look, I mean, uh, I don't need to tell anyone on this call that um, you know the pressure that you deal with and the the need to perform what it takes to be part of a team, resilience, all that stuff's a little bit obvious. What's a little bit less obvious, I think that you learn as an athlete is that um, you come into work every day, uh, you can't usually see the improvement, but you're getting a little bit better and a little bit better. And if you stick with something for long enough, you know, lo and behold, you get good at it. And I think um, in business, that's a, it's a less common thing. I think people are looking for easy answers and quick wins. And I think as an athlete, you learn, you've got to put the work in, you know, you, you show up every day, you can't see it and, you know, you might lose a couple of games, but the best teams win the season, you know, and the best careers are made with an accumulation of a lot of effort over a long period of time. And so that that focus, that's probably the biggest thing I've taken from my sporting stuff is you've got to trust that process, you know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm just thinking of some situations that you possibly find yourself in, you know, like... You, you score that fantastic goal, was it 2000 and you went the the World Cup in 2010, score that fantastic goal for the Phoenix that gets played, you know, over and over again. Do you find yourself thinking about those moments where you're sitting down putting the these big business strategies and ideas together? Does your mind wander between the two that often? Oh, yeah. yeah um, it's good that you and my dad are the only uh, two people that remember that goal. So I appreciate that. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's funny, you know, I, when I think about that, I think about the fact that that was probably like the result of coming into the Phoenix, not being able to make it in the A-League, trying to prove myself, showing up, getting in the team, working, working really, really hard along the way, finding my own confidence and my my own sort of sense of, of how I can contribute. And then having a moment like that is really like the end of it. And and so you remember those bits, but you know it's it's it, those are the easy bits. The the good bits are the you know are the are the, are the, are the relationships and the and, the, and those teams and the, and those hard bits that you do when no one else is looking. Mm. Um, and so there's a, there's a lot of that that I've taken from 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 you know into the business world and and also think the other thing too, you know in sport you learn to be pretty honest about what you're good at and what you're not, and you don't try and do everything. Yeah, you like you try and make yourself indispensable to a team and you play a, a very specific role within it and. There was there was one or two things that I tried to do really well in football and and similarly in business try to do one or two things really really well and then and then put the other people around you so I mean those are the big things uh, you know I think and and then maybe like the last the last thing like Tony is you get a lot of feedback and 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 um 
and and particularly in business and, and particularly in the early stages of trying to create a shoe out of wool like mate people will come out of the woodwork trying to <laughs> trying to find me to tell me how bad the idea was and uh i think that ability to kind of listen to the feedback but also kind of ignore it as well and do do what you want to do because you want to do it uh, is sort of there's a certain sort of um toughness that i think you you know that sport teaches you to kind of keep going um so it will be really helpful yeah, build, building resilience, eh, Tim? That's basically what you're talking about. When, you, when you're growing up as an athlete, you go through those good times and those bad times. Man, they make you, they make you a, a lot better character later on. Um, just Jeff, just got sticking with the football here for a sec, second, you know, you've been a big part of the Phoenix, um, been to the World Cup. Are you frustrated at the moment that the, the game in this country hasn't kicked on and that we can't consistently be at the World Cup? Oh, yeah, I mean, pretty close. I mean, you know, when we went in uh, 2010, you know, it'd been 28 years since we've been and and now, you know, partly favourably by the, the draw, but also just by kind of, uh, uh, you know, the rise in young talent, more Kiwis than ever playing overseas. You've got people performing in the Premier League week on week. You know, would it, could it be better? Would would you love to be there? Um, there's, a, there's a hell of a lot of nations around the world that are not at the World Cup. I think Italy... Um, and I don't actually like to think the game's come a hell of a long way. And I don't know if you watched that game against Costa Rica, but my God, they were they were like infinitely, you know, better than we were technically and mm. as a team. And you know, so I don't know, man. I, I tend to be much more on the on the sense that the game's come a long way. And you know, um, you do you wish there was a there was an A League team in Auckland and one in Wellington and maybe one in Christchurch and the game was a little bit more in the, in the, in the consciousness on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I think so, but it's all coming. It's all coming, man. It's all coming. I, I actually feel quite positive about it. Yeah. Look, we're watching the, watching the, the round ball, the soccer ball being kicked around at schools and that, and how our girls are now got a professional game. It's, it's awesome to watch. Um, but let's talk, let's talk a little bit about all birds. I talked, I talked to my partner this morning. I said, man, you wouldn't believe it. We've got Tim Brown talking to us today on more than an athlete, which is a segment that we run here at SCNZ. Um, and, just about this environmental uh, emphasis you have on your company, it's pretty inspiring, but did people or critics ever try to use that against you and and why this uh, couldn't work? Oh, you know, it's an interesting question. Yeah, I, I mean, the way I sort of think about it is is a little different, um, is that it's it's actually sort of the armour for, for the criticism. And, um, you know, when I was playing sport, I, and I, as you, I don't know, I mean, I'm not doing the interview, but I'm sure, I don't know. You, you know, you'd have your own opinion on this, but I started playing professional sport and it was a dream in a lot of ways as a kid, particularly. And then I, I found myself living it and, and and it probably maybe didn't mean as much as I thought it might. And um, it actually became a job like anything else. And then you start thinking, well, you know, do I love this or am, or am I just doing a job like anyone else? And and that's hard to sort of explain to people that don't do it because, you know, everyone would sort of say you're privileged and you are. But then I, I kind of worked out along the way that playing for New Zealand was sort of something that was like transformative and it was it was bigger than me and bigger than just the game and the result. And it really was like unlocked a whole new level of commitment and engagement for me. And mm. similarly, um, we started all birds and I was making a shoe out of wool uh, and I couldn't quite work out why. I mean, I obviously was curious about it and I saw the opportunity, but I didn't grow up on a sheep farm. I didn't grow up dreaming about shoes. And then along the way, I, I met my co-founder and realized that, you know, that there was an incredible problem to solve in climate change and sustainability and, uh, it was the problem of our generation in many ways that we were going to need to rethink every product and service we use every day. And I was like, oh, you know, shit, like that, that's a that's something that you could dive into and spend the rest of your life working on. 
and and actually that was the that was the shield for for all the criticism and all the naysayers and all you know to actually go oh I'm doing this for a larger reason and then that's going to push me and power me forward. So it's a little cliche to talk about purpose in the context of what you're doing on a day to day mm. basis, but in both those contexts, uncovering that purpose has been the thing that's allowed me to push through when when people have come out of the the woodwork to sort of criticise it. Well, so so good to hear, Tim. So good to hear your IPO though, which was pretty outrageous, happened just over a year ago. Um, where does that you know, as far as your business goes, sit currently from a financial point of view, because naturally we've known that COVID has put a squeeze on everything. How are you sitting? Are you are you comfortable with where your business is at the moment? Uh, well, you know, I would sort of say there's a lot of, um, you know, doubt uh, about us as a, as a public company right now. You know, we went out in a year ago. Um, let's be clear, it's not just us. The world has gone through <laughs> in the last 12 months a lot of change. We're on the cusp of... Uh, you know, a lot of economic challenge. So this is not unique to Allbirds, but um, the challenge uh, for the recent cohort of IPOs is real. And, um, you know, I, 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 we believe we're six years into a journey to build a hundred year brand. So this is this is just the beginning. Uh, and But we've got to prove that, that our purpose and, and profit can coexist and we can build a great business and brand. And, uh, you know, you dream about playing on the biggest stage, playing in the Premier League, um, and then you're there, and then and then it gets a little harder, and then you got to prove yourself. And so we've got we've got lots of work to do, and we've got you know a thousand employees now, fifty retail stores, offices around the world, and um, just just a lot of things we've got to keep doing, and a lot of things we've got to prove. So yeah, it's just it's just part of it, you know. Like it's like anything else, the share price is is sort of just one one part of it, and the fullness of time, um, it will reward great businesses, and and that's what what I believe we can be, and we'll just keep kind of working towards that. Making making an impact, definitely. Um, well done. It's, it's inspiring talking to you. And one of the things that is really inspiring is how you've been able to intertwine some New Zealand materials out of our farming sector into what you're doing um, with all birds. You must be pretty pleased about that. Yeah, it's one of the it was one of the great bits. You know, like um, for fifty years we've been innovating in synthetic materials derived from barrels of oil, petroleum, plastic, effectively, and. Mm. It, uh, uh, we've, we've sort of put nature on the shelf. Uh, no one in a generation has been really grown up, no young Kiwis growing up wanting to be a, a farmer. Uh, you know, peak sheep in New Zealand was the early 80s and now, you know, close to 100 million now, what is it, less than 25. Um, but lo and behold, uh, it, you know, things are changing. And uh, the environmental sector, agriculture has been held up maybe as an enemy of the environment for a long time, but through a lot of the things we're learning about regenerative agriculture and different ways of farming, they're one of the single biggest levers that we can pull to reverse the impact of climate change. And we've been mm. working with our partners at New Zealand Merino on some really interesting stuff there, and it's extraordinary. And that farming community has been through so much, and all of a sudden now they are the future. When for so you know for for quite a while now they've been the past, and that's incredibly exciting. Oh. And. Uh, that fiber and the stuff they're doing, and it's it's incredibly incredibly exciting. So I, that there's not has been it's been a while since there's been good news in that sector. But let me tell you, that is changing. If you're not listening, then yeah, I suppose you better hurry up and open up your mindset here on what Tim's saying. Um, look, not to oversimplify uh, things, Tim, but how much hard work has it been from start to now, and can anything replicate just good old fashioned hard work? Oh yeah, that's a part of it. But you don't, you don't, you don't win the game uh, on the weekend just because you worked harder. Like that's a part of it, you know. And um, it's about it's about a couple of things. It's it's like about 
about doing the right things. It's about being incredibly focused uh, and pairing that like day-to-day work that you're doing, if I use a sporting metaphor, at training with a larger vision of where you want to go. And then to do that in a, in a way that is like anchored in values and a sense of purpose, you know, like that it's larger than just the results. And so, look, I mean, I, I feel a little embarrassed to be talking about this in the context of like, you know, the the All Blacks and and, and different things here, but like there is no greater example in the world than, than that in action, right? And then the results become become a, an output of, 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 of really, really thoughtful inputs. Um, and so, yeah, you want to work hard, but that, that's that's not a means into it in and of itself. It's the question is like how you're doing that in what way and, 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 uh, and focused on, on, and on what outcomes. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it, Tim. I just want to, uh, being sent a question here from a good mate, cause he wants to know when you're back in New Zealand next, so we can go out and have a beer with you and pick your brain on what the next big Merino all bird, uh, um, I guess, uh, invention is going to be so we can get ourselves our hands on it. When are you coming home? Yeah. Well, I'm coming home for Christmas, uh, bringing home the kids, which I cannot wait for next week, and um, back with the family in in, uh, in Wellington, and uh, we're going to go to the go to the beach, and uh, I, I just can't wait. Bring the kids back; um, it'll be good. And uh, yeah, look, uh, you know, lots of amazing things happening uh, here in San Francisco, and I feel fortunate. But my heart's back home, so I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, but I can't commit to that beer. I don't know who your mate is. <laughs> I'll tell you who he is. He's the one. And, he's the one and only Dagabeel. We've given him a couple of horse names at the moment. We've given him one name is Dagabeel, after Zabeel, the great man. And uh, I'll tell you what, if we can sit down and have a beer with him, Tim, you'll you if you love New Zealand, you'll love Izzy Dag. He's the best at it. Hey, uh, just well, be- just before we let you go, um, yeah. just tell us who do you think will win the World Cup? Brazil get it? Well, that no, that that that's easy. That's um. England wins the World Cup. No, actually, England loses the final of the World Cup. I kind of want them to win, but um, you know, look, I'm a bit of a sucker for history. Uh, you know, for history, and and uh, and uh, Messi wins the World Cup here. Greatest player maybe of all time. First time since Maradona beats England in the final. I know that's heartbreaking, but that's what happens. Sorry to ruin it for you. Oh, nice. Hey, thanks a lot for joining us. And you're so busy these days, Tim. I really appreciate it. And uh, you go well, mate. You keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a fantastic job. And uh, we'd love to see you next time you come home and sit down and have a nice coldie with you. Yeah, bloody good. I really appreciate it. And that's the truth about the farmers. Uh, another time when we have more time, that's real. That is real. And and it is hugely interesting. And I don't think enough Kiwis know about it. And uh um, I'm, I'm really pumped about that. So we'll talk about that more next time, yeah? Yes, Izzy and Kempe, frothers galore. It is Friday, how good. And we just had Tim Brown on from More Than An Athlete. And we've had a message come through from Zane Kempe. You guys should get Terry Stanway, AB7's Olympian, on for this segment. He's got a really successful CBD company, as well as an amazing VR company for rugby training and rehab. He's got an amazing story. I'm coaching him through the launch of the VR business. Happy to connect if you're keen. Zane, I played against Teddy. Played against Teddy Stanway plenty of times. And we love hearing stories of fellow athletes that are, well, just doing things outside of their chosen sport. And that is one of them. So, yep, if you're able to, flick us through a message and uh, we'll get um, Teddy Stanway on. How good. That's why I love it, Kempi. Yeah, dead right. Let's get him on. And that's all we want to hear about more than an athlete. Athletes that have gone and kicked on and uh, are still doing wonderful things out there in the community. So well done. Thanks a lot for that one, Zane.
Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, we're going to go away, and we've got Pip Morris coming up, because uh, TAB catch up with Pip Morris. And we'll might have, ask her what, what wine she drinks, Kimpy, because I know what you like, and uh, surely she'll be on the same page. So here's Aroha with the news for Kubota, building and shaping the future. Oh, Nick, pumping out the tunes. Do you know what, actually? We, why didn't we get you to DJ the Christmas party last night? That's what I've got to ask. Oh, mate, I'm do, more than happy to work the decks out at any stage, to be honest. Do you charge too much? Is that why? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my rate's pretty high, bro. My yeah. rate's pretty high. Well, Neeps, 9.30 next Friday. Get them ready. Uh, they're ready, bro. And your house. They're ready to go. Free game. Uh, are, you, are you coming Free down? Lunch? Are you coming down to this for I'm the final? In, I'm in Auckland. Uh, I'm oh. in Auckland, so I've got... I got I'm going to be probably a little bit slow next Thursday. Got the Grins Golf Day. Oh, no. Leading into the final show of the year. Follow that by a lunch with the Breakfast Crew. So a big couple of days, but hey, why not? Can't you won't wait. be slow. Can't. You won't be slow. You'll be picking up the speed right from the get-go, son. Uh, I know your speed yeah. map. You'll be right up there with us all. <laughs> Can't wait, boys. Uh, just quickly before we get to Pitt Morris on the TAB, um, the Choices for poll question was, which team's Christmas party would you most like to attend other than, of course, the Bricky one next Friday? Um, it is... Brazil football team, 39%. Fair enough. Can't wait to see them win the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, what a lead-in, Joe. Well done. Well done. I, I see can't... what you've done there. Yeah. See what you've done there. I can't wait. Yeah. Hey, you got to donate it to charity now. I am. I am. you got to no. donate it to charity. Uh, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And I'll, I'll chuck in an extra 10 there you can donate. So there you go. 20 bucks if you win. I hope you win now, Joe. I genuinely do. There you go. A little greenie for you, Joseph. Let's get up. Uh, let's well get the brows well up. Well, let's, let's see if Pip Morris is hoping that Joe gets up. And we'll ask Pip. Look, I know, Kimpy, you, you love a little bit of wine. And we, we've got to you know, thank our good friend Mark from Tauranga. He's dropped us off some wine, some Cloudy Bay Pinot Noir, in fact. And it's such a beautiful job. I wonder if Pip Morris likes a little Pinot Noir and a Cloudy Bay. Morning, Pip. Morning, guys. I certainly do love a Pinot Noir, and I hope Joe gets up. I know Joe, so I'm hoping he gets up. Have you tried the Have you yeah. tried the Cloudy Bay Pinot Noir? I haven't tried the Cloudy Bay. No, I can't say I have tried that brand. I'll tell you what, Pip. If you haven't tried a Cloudy Bay Pinot Noir, you've got to try it. Cloudy Bay Pinot Noir is one of the nicest I've tasted. Kempi, get this. Why don't we fine. ask Mark from Tauranga to to get Pip one? There you go, Pip. You got one coming your way. I'm sure he's very generous like that now, Marky, mate. Anyway, let's talk some TAB. What have you got for us, Pippa? Well, we've got a huge day at Talapa, of course. Waikato Carbs, we've got the Group 2 Cowboy Google Stakes and the J-Swap Sprint. So I can tell you the best backs in those three. Waikato Carbs, for no surprise, South Obsession. $3.80 has been the best back. And Z Falls and Seven Masters give the runner a good push on Wednesdays as close second at $9.00. Best back in the J-Pop is Clever Rust at $11. And the best back in the group two, no surprise, Cinerama. So I'm not sure if that's all your money there, Kimpy. But <laughs> back into 1.9, and we're hoping we can get a boost around here as well. Oh, come so on, Pip. Come on. So, <laughs> we're trying for it, Kimpy. So check out for that. Come on. Come on. Push Paulie Mawadi over. Just push him over the edge. <laughs> 
Don't worry, well, I'll, I'll catch him. They'd be heavy, but I'll catch him. <laughs> and then as far as the... <laughs> I'm sure you will. And then as far as the Football World Cup goes, well, I think everyone's on Joe's team because there's been 5,000 on Brazil head-to-head at 133 this morning and another 3,000 on them head-to-head at $1.33. So they're by far the best bet. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I'm, I'm, I've got a feeling that France are going to push through. Look, everyone wants it to come home, but I think it's going to be a tough one. France and Mbappe, golden boot. I think they'll get the job done. You've already paid out the golden boot. We have. There's 5,000 on France too, is he actually? He'd to get it 240, so someone's liking that option. And 1,000 on Argentina at 210. There you nice. go. They're following me in. Hope, I haven't had a bet. So, look, every time I have a bet, I stop them. So they'll be proud and I'll stay off. So I'm going to stay off for their sakes. Pip, anything else before we let you go? I'm not going to tip your dog. <laughs> it's been soul-crushing lately, but I can say there's been some uh, there's nice bonus facts again. First four races on the four main meetings. Look out for the power plays and the boosted odds and enjoy the racing this weekend. Beautiful. Pip, just before we let you go, you got a Christmas TAB little uh, end-of-year end of kind of do coming up? We have, yeah. Ours is on the Thursday, actually, so I might be a little bit dusty on the Friday when I chat to you guys. <laughs> <We're fair. laughs> Uh, oh, there the we go. But I'll punch through. I'll, I'll make sure I appear this time. So, well, we can right. be dusty together. We'll be the same. Don't Sounds worry about it. It's all. Dusty Friday. How good. Oh, you have a good weekend, Pip. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care. That was Pip Morris, TAB uh, Catch-Up. Promotions are play in hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. Look, we got our... No, that wasn't an option, Mark. Was Tiger Woods' Xmas party an option? <laughs> Mark, he's come through. <laughs> Look, there's plenty of Christmas parties you would love to be a part of. Trust me, there is plenty. Tiger Woods, what, the new Tiger or the old Tiger? Like, I just need to put a clarity there, Mark. What, what are you thinking? You know, like, are you going back 20 years or are you, are you thinking now? I think now will be quite tame, tame the Tiger. <laughs> there you go, Mark. Double eight, double three. Uh, few messages here, Ken. But we better get through some of these. Some awesome messages, particularly regarding your uh, off the back fence. Secondly, boys, Dame Patsy's profile reads like this: Ready was in a number of non-governmental organisations, particularly in the arts and gender quality. She was one of the founding members in 2009 of the Global Women New Zealand, a group of prominent women who advocate for inclusion and diversity in leadership. When one reads this, does one? There's more pieces of the puzzle fall into place from Matt. Matt, yes. Look, I, th- I think, um, yeah, of course she's going to be advocating for women because that's her role. Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean that she's not the best person for the job. So, look, let's, uh, like I said, it's going to divide opinions, is he, this one, on, oh, yeah. on how, it's, uh, how it's happened. Uh, the only thing that I don't agree with, and I made that clear a long time ago, is how you have to succumb to a Sport New Zealand model which says you need 40% of women sitting on boards mm. when really it mm. should be about the best pe- people. So best person. If yep. you've got that, and, and obviously it's a criteria, it costs them 280 apparently it goes to 600000 if they don't reach their um, their quotas. Well, that $600,000 actually goes back in a community sport, um, I'm hoping. And... Uh, you know, I think I think she does have the the uh, the CV to get that job done. Yep, it's going to be yeah interesting. You did right, Gimpy. Like there's going to be a mixed uh, mixed thoughts on this, divided. Everyone's going to have their opinion. 
look, it's just it's done. We need a change. Whether that was the right one, I hope it was made for the right uh, person at that time that was applying for that role, and she's the one that's got the job uh, with Farah Palmer and Bailey Mackey. Awesome messages coming through. There's a couple there. We'll, we'll get through those just before we pass it over to Ricardo uh, before the end of the, the end of the show. But we've got Friday Tipple coming up where we get to well, reflect on an awesome week, a great week of radio. We've had some great guests, some great conversations, and I've really, really enjoyed it. And you at home have made it even more enjoyable, so appreciate it. We're going to come back for our Friday Tipple. Back soon. Uh, well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Ah, oh, we've made it. We've made it. I love that tune. Just the wind down our week, Kimpy, our show. It's been an awesome week, man. This is time to reflect. And just quickly, Mark, New Age Tiger would be fine. Just want old Tiger's phone contacts, Marky. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, you're on one today, Mark. Appreciate it. You've been outstanding this week. Keep the it up, bud. Book. Anyway. <laughs> the Black Book. Ooh, I think that's stowed in the ocean. I think they threw it off the boat. So don't come back, nor me, you bloody Black Book. Anyway, let's rip into it. Friday tipple. To start off the week, we caught up with Sir Gordon Titchens, who spoke about what Kurt Baker has meant to the Sevens team during his tenure. Unfortunately for myself, we went a bit off course, and Titch brought up the time he had to pick me up from R&B. <laughs> no, it was pretty good, really. I only had to go to um, go and find him at Hawke's Bay once. The program wasn't centralised then, so um, I had to try and ring him. If he didn't answer the phone, then I had to jump in a van and um, go and find him. So, um, Jackie! He apologised for that. Yeah, the boys were like, where were you? I said, oh, mate, I went, I went out to R&V and then I went to this lake. And there was a, there was a tournament in the Mount Maunganui that I was meant to play in. And I was like, nah, I'm not playing that. I'll just go play Nationals. Anyway, he wasn't happy. Came and hunt me down and gave me a boot up the backside. What I needed anyway. Good to catch up with him. Oh, you yeah, Daggy. You're oh. the best, mate. And good to hear that Titch tunes into the best breakfast show on SENZ. Well done, Titch. <laughs> Thanks for the chat. Uh, but we also stoked we got to chat with New Zealand great Kurt Baker and wish him a happy retirement. Kurt spoke deeply about his relationship with Sir Gordon Titchens and how he helped to shape Kurt's values that he still holds with him today. Got a lot of time for that. Obviously, missing out on um, Rio, I suppose, tarnished a bit of that. But um, I think the things that I still have in my game now and, and me as a person, the values that I have, I think a lot of it has come from Titch. Yeah, the itch. That's what he's got in it, Kurt Baker. He can't help it but put his hand on people's faces when he gets up off the ground. I like that. Kurt Baker, what a legend. Oh, it's awesome. Catch up with Kurt. The crap. We call him, and uh, hey, you'll go down as one of the greats. 53 tournaments, how good. Uh, we caught up with Kiwi. Yes, you heard it. Kiwi, not British, Cam Norrie. He's competing in the ASB Classic in January next year, and he's definitely looking forward to coming home. So pumped, obviously, went to that 
that tourney as a kid and watched all the, the players there and was always wanting to, to be playing at that event. And then obviously with COVID, it hasn't been a tourney for the last couple of years. So I'm really excited to, to be back. And obviously a couple of years ago, I made the final there. So it'd be nice to lift the trophy in my hometown and go one more and go one further. Yeah, it is hometown. Go one more, go further. There is ASB, Auckland, get, get on Tennis now. Classic. He's there. Oh, mate, he'd be raging, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. $1.10. I'll surely get that boosted. Be like, sh- and a couple be like of Scoonies. And a couple of Scoonies. <laughs> but I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, though. It's so inspiring talking to Kiwi businessman and football legend Tim Brown, as you heard this morning, who's living it up in the States with his shoe brand, the Allbirds. I asked him if he was frustrated not seeing the All-Whites at the World Cup. He seemed to think football in New Zealand is in a good place, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, pretty close. I mean, you know, when we went in uh, 2010, you know, it'd been 28 years since we'd been, and I tend to be much more on the on the sense that the game's come a long way, and do you wish there was a there was an A-League team in Auckland and one in Wellington and maybe one in Christchurch, and the game was a little bit more in the, in the, in the consciousness on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I think so, but it's all coming. It's all coming, man. It's all coming. I, I actually feel quite positive about it. Nice. And I am too, I think. Uh, football's growing in this country, and the World Cup after that, again, we'll see another kick. Just like the Ferns, football and rugby union registration next year will definitely be up as. Yeah, I, I think the competition yeah, is, is flying. I just think uh, the All-Whites need to transition from that domestic competition into the All-Whites and hopefully get some more games. We just need to play more internationals. That's basically it. More internationals will be so much better. Okay, finally... We can't forget one of the greatest interview bombs in SCNZ history with Nick Kyrgios stopping in for in for a very brief chat about the Boston Celtics and Scoonies. I just have a, a special guest uh, that wants to say hi. Oh. You've got Nick Kyrgios right here in, in Saudi. What's going on? Oh, yo, Nick, what's happening? He's not happy. He's no alcohol in, <laughs> in Saudi. Can you ask Nick how stoked he is with that Celtics record? Oh, unbelievable. He said unbelievable. <laughs> How good's Jason Tatum, eh? He, he said he still needs a scoony, though. <laughs> that was one of the all-time... I, I was actually lost for words. I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. He's, who's he got? Don't know how to, you know, but I did not expect Nick Carroll to come on the airways and, and have a chat, mate. Awesome week, Kempi. Awesome week. I've really enjoyed it. And everyone's done a stellar job, boys. So keep up the great work. Rip into a nice weekend. One more week of radio. And uh, then we get a, a deserved break. And I'm looking forward to it. Appreciate your messages. We'll shoot off and we'll come back and we'll get through a couple of these messages before we pass it over. Pass the baton to the one and only Ricardo. Back